And now, time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Prodger Ritchie, here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. And welcome, everybody, to another edition here of the Mass Steel Podcast. So, of course, here's Shirley Charles Pride Richie as we're returning here tonight. Uh, sorry for the misinformation. Uh, yesterday, I had a lot of stuff to catch up on. But we are back and uh, getting ready to kick things off right now. Uh, some NFL league-wide news. Just official recap will happen in the last week. We got some call rankings going on. Plus, uh, find out how the Steelers are looking so far in minicamp right now on this uh, special edition here of the Metal Steel Podcast. I'm going to try and do an hour here. Uh, but anyway, if, once again, if you guys want to follow me on social media, you can definitely do so. You can hit me up on Twitter at Metal Steel CJR, the Metal Steel Podcast, and on Instagram at Metal Steel nation uh, a lot of stuff to get uh looking forward to right now let's find out where the Steelers uh rank uh so far uh how do they look so far I mean to be honest Jeff I mean since uh post draft I still feel like uh they didn't do enough to address the offensive line defense I mean you would expect a little optimism to get back on track but as far as like uh run stopping I'm not so sure right now we're going to find out a lot more in just a matter of time. But uh, anyway, let's go ahead and kick it off right now uh, with one of the latest uh, news that was uh, reported out there a couple days ago. Uh, one of the star uh, quarterbacks who's actually uh, retired, uh, Drew Brees, uh, by the way, if you may recall, he retired at the conclusion of the 2020 season during the pandemic, which was the final uh, Snap uh, where he lost to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs. Uh, he is uh, currently 43 years old right now. And uh, there was a possible like uh, speculation that he might actually think about, you know, hinting at coming back in the NFL. And of course, that's at just according to like the state's head coach, uh, Dennis Allen right there. But when you think about it, too, I mean, like a guy like Drew Brees, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, whose name is a pretty solid right now. I mean, the NFL. I mean, he's been an analyst with uh, NBC uh, Sports when you uh, look at it. And to be honest, you, I'm not so sure, you know, I mean, if he really needs to come back at all, to be honest. You. And for uh, his, his uh, time – We'll see. I, I just don't know if it's a good idea. Like, where does he actually feel like he needs to actually uh, come back and try and do stuff right now? But I, I tell you what, in the meantime, I, I think right now what he has to be uh, feeling right now is that, I mean, he, he obviously misses the game. His, uh, his stance with NBC uh, Sports right now is up in the air. So I would really like to see, I mean, what kind of a mindset, I mean, he, he would do. I mean, like, what would he really do to come back for the NFL? I mean, I mean, seriously. I mean, you have the New Orleans Saints uh, possibly right now with uh, Jameis uh, Winston as your uh, starting quarterback. I mean, on the death chart. And uh, you still got uh, Taysom Hill uh, hanging around. So I'd be really interested to see, like, what would they really do, I mean, for this year? I mean, to be honest, yeah. I mean, listen, the Saints still have a real good defensive team. Still have a winning record without Drew Brees. I mean, that's a brilliance to part of Sean Payton. But still, I, I, I have a little bit of suspect. I mean, like, why would you need to come back, I mean, at this moment in time? I'm just not so sure if it's a good idea right now. But to be honest with you, too, I mean, we'll find out. I mean, what do you guys uh, think of this whole uh, situation right now? Drew Brees possibly coming back in the NFL. I uh, like it. 
I mean, opposed to be honest here. I'm I'm not sure it would be interesting. I think we saw the best that Drew Brees had to offer at the end of the day. I mean, he obviously still loves to play. But at the end of the day, too, I think there's still a very desire how close he got. I mean, when you think about it, about three years ago where his team pretty much got robbed in his eyes. And well, let's see. I, I'm not I'm not so sure about this right now. I mean, to be honest, you know, I, I really feel like what well, what needs to happen right now is that it really needs to come to like a meeting of the minds right now where we look at it. And I I just really feel like he's still got that burning desire. I mean, I don't want, I don't blame him for wanting to try to make a comeback. Keep in mind one thing too. I mean, as much as the NFL these days, when you're trying to take into the factor too, what's still about player safety. You know, I mean, you look at a guy like Tom Brady, I mean, who's a workout nut. As I mean, doing it insanely, I mean, in his 23rd season, 23 seasons. I mean, he's he's had a goal to come back. I mean, to I mean to, to play up until age forty five years old. And I, I'm just I'm just not so sure right now. Like, will be like the need for this. And I mean, I mean, I mean, you look at a guy right now. I mean, who's done a lot in this uh, game. I mean, when you when you think about it. I mean, quarterbacks in their forties. I mean, the oldest one to date, I mean, is uh, George uh, Blanda, right there, who uh, quarterback for multiple teams: the Bears, the Colts, the Oilers, and the Raiders. When when you think about it, I mean, this guy right here. I mean, Blanda. I mean, was definitely a phenomenal uh, guy right here. I mean, Blanda, I mean, he, he played almost forever. I mean, he didn't start dwindling down. I mean, his uh, starting days, I mean, he played for 27 seasons. Okay, just think about that. 27 seasons. And around his time where his starting days were up, came probably about after, like, uh, 1965. And that was with the Oilers in the AFL. Before becoming a, a back of quarterback, notably with the Raiders, the silver and black right there, under uh, John Madden. Well, I mean, if you ask me again, I think let me say this: I won't be too terribly upset. I mean, if he did decide to come back, Drew Brees. But like I said, like the point I'm trying to make with I suppose a guy like Tom Brady, you understand one thing. It's not just about staying healthy, but it's also his IQ and his wit. The way he pulls out all stops. I mean, uh, for for this. I mean, and that's, that's the thing right there we gotta look at. I mean, it's the, the drive, I mean, the desire, the way he, I mean, leads a team. I mean, his, his instinct. I mean, Drew Brees, I mean, could still quarterback even if he did want to come out of retirement. But there's a different – I mean, Brady clearly is a whole nother stratosphere. The ultimate competitor, I mean, the best to ever play this position. I mean, Tom Brady, right now, he is going to be definitely the second oldest quarterback to date behind. Atlanta. He hung it up at the age of 48. Brady is 45, and that's not even guarantee if this is going to be his last year or not. But I, I do believe, I would like to believe that this might be his last hurrah this year, Brady. I mean, working with head coach Tom Bowles, I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers seem to be sitting in a nice uh, Catbird seat in this offseason. I still question the move of Bruce Arians going in the front office and Todd Bowles being the head coach. I mean, listen, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, we all know about Bruce Arians, uh, character right there. He likes to establish a culture, uh, a, a diversity organization. 
loves giving opportunities. It's beautiful thing what he's doing for uh, Todd Bowles. I mean, who's uh, who really kind of has his legit decent run back in his uh, rookie season as head coach with the New York Jets back in 2015. That was his only winning season. And ever since then, he fizzled out the next three years where he had losing records, no worse than 4-12. Back-to-back 5-11 seasons and 4-12 and in 2018. 10-6, if you may recall, remember, they were in control of that final wildcard spot where they had a win and they were in. They ended up losing to the Bills, I mean, that weekend. And then the Pittsburgh Steelers took care of business against the Browns. I mean, to get into the playoffs. Uh, so the Jets were left uh, hanging. And once again, that was another non-playoff appearance for a veteran receiver like Brandon Marshall. Uh, we're just getting started right here on the Medicine Podcast. Like I said, we are uh, discussing right now uh, league-wide uh, news right now, uh, basically in the uh, NFL. And uh, we're, we're going to see actually right now What's going on here as we uh, take a look at things right now? But uh, I'd like to hear uh, what's on your mind right now as uh, we take a look at things going on right here on the uh, Steel uh, podcast here. Again, that's 3 1. I mean, you can definitely uh, follow me again on Twitter at Mass Steel CJR and on Instagram at Mass Steel Nation. And speaking of Tom Brady right now, I mean the, I mean what a nice career like he's got setting up. I mean still, and to be honest with you, I think this was definitely top Wayne Gretzky as an analyst on NHL on TNT for a guy post playing career. I mean you think about like what's going on in the in the broadcasting since like the groundbreaking uh, news of Joe Buck getting a deal on ESPN Monday Night Football, then, I mean, Troy Aikman first, then Joe, Joe Buck joining him. I'm very excited for this year Monday Night Football with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. I think it's going to be a wonderful addition, to say the least. I mean, uh, I haven't been this excited since they had, I mean, like, say, John Madden joined them uh, back in 2002, right after the breakup of him and uh, Pat Summerall, when Pat Summerall decided to retire, even though he did come back a few times as a part-timer. But still, I mean, you, you look at the sub right now, I mean, basically going on everything right now. I mean, NFL and Fox right now, as they're uh, getting their announcers right now, I mean, they're set to have, like, a uh, – have uh, Kevin Burkhart being like the lead announcer on there going on. As we uh, look at things right there, but I mean, uh, Kevin Burkhart right there, I mean, he's uh, one of the guys who seems to be like the popular uh, face on there replacing it. And like I said, I mean, I, I think for right now, I mean, th- this year is going to definitely be exciting. Fox will have a new play-by-play of Kevin Burker along with a uh, new color commentator. Uh, it's just a matter of figuring out who's that going to be. Was that going to be like maybe like uh, Sean Payton or, or right now Greg Olson? I mean, Greg Olsa, it seems like he's going to be the guy joining him on uh, Fox's NFL America's Game of the Week. But still, I, I'll be honest, you know, Joe Buck, that's going to be a tough loss. I'm not sure how Fox is going to do. I think Fox, I mean, as a company, they're going to be okay. But to be honest, that is a huge uh, blow right there for them ratings-wise, I think, going forward right there. I mean, as they continue to try and, like, uh, pop up the brand, I mean, when you still got – NFL Fox Studio. I'm going to tell you this right now. I'll make a prediction. The day that Fox ever, NFL and Fox decides to come to an end, I think it would only be fitting that the same guys who you brought in the studio will go down with the ship. 
I mean, I'm talking about Terry Bradshaw, Howie Long, Jimmy Johnson in more particular. I mean, those guys have definitely, I think, I think it would only be fitting. I think it's going to be like me in the end of Fox Sports. But to be honest, let's be honest. I mean, until we hear Kevin Burkhart on the air, I think Joe Buck did a phenomenal job of carrying the torch right there, being the flag bearer. I mean, the face of that uh, company, especially when you look at the assets he's did as far as like uh, doing like MLB on Fox. I mean, just baseball coverage right there. It's it's just definitely not going to be the same. I mean, all things must come to end. I mean, if you think about it too, I mean, Joe Buck. I mean, like leaving the network. I mean, probably. I mean, I don't know if it's fair to compare to like say Doc Emmerich stepping down from the AHL, uh, who stepped down after the 2020 Stanley Cup uh, uh, Finals, right there. Uh, that was during the bubble with all sports returning. Back in uh, September, I mean, I don't know if it's that fair, but I mean, still, I mean, Tom Brady, too, for the spot track right now, he's had a career early of $333 million in 22 seasons. And Rupert Murray, who's been Fox, uh, since Fox Sports' exception, he, he acquired John Madden as their lead analyst in 1994, paying him $8 million, which is more than any player at the time. Not only did ESPN grab Aikman, but the face Fox, Joe Buck, like I was saying a few moments ago. But like I said, I mean, Kevin Burkhardt and Greg, and tight end Greg Olson, I'm not sure if uh, that's going to take some time getting used to be, quite frankly. I'm sure we heard him like on other broadcasts, like the B Squad announcers. But I mean, right now, too, Pro Football Talk also mentioned last week, too, that Fox took an issue with the reporting of Marchand. What has been reported isn't an accurate description, and we have not released details beyond what was disclosed our quarterly earnings, according to Fox Corporate spokesman Brian Nick. Marshawn did point out that Nick didn't specify the inaccuracy, but three guesses don't seem to be needed or two. Uh, he writes that sources have reared the details. He reported the bigger point is that Murdoch-owned companies are on the same page about the dollars to be paid. Murdoch's newest company I mean, newest employee eventually. I mean, again, the, the initial deal, I mean, right here that Marshawn was reporting on the New York Post was for 10 years at $375 million. Now, we'll, we'll, we'll make, wait to remain at that uh, scene. Gosh, I mean, here I'm waiting last time. Tom Brady going Fox to be like the equivalent of Wayne Gretzky as an analyst on TNT, much better. And I, and I think Gretzky, honestly, he is absolutely boring on NHL and TNT. I mean, he is a great icon and a dope for the NHL. But in all seriousness, too, I mean, when has Wayne Gretzky been, like, relevant, like, hearing and, like, watching in the news uh, media stream these days? I mean, his voice was probably more popular to hear from probably like over maybe like 15 years ago. I'll say a decade at the latest. I mean, to be honest, I mean, he hasn't really made much headway. I mean, since he's only been involved as a co-owner, a brief stint as a coach. And then, of course, I mean, like uh, spotlight a few times whenever like the Winter Olympics will come. I mean, still, I mean, he's definitely lost a lot of relevancy, if you ask me. I mean, Wayne Gretzky. I think Brady, I mean, just still, I mean, for a guy who just loves the game of football, I would not mind, I mean, hearing this guy, like, on here. I mean, the, the thing, too, I mean, he is a, he is definitely relatable. I mean, Tom Brady, I mean, joined Fox, too, which even adds a lot more intrigue, too, is this. He's been allowing himself to open up more as of late, ever since leaving the New England Patriots. I mean, you can definitely see athletes from around the world, like uh, little by little, I mean, really get comfortable with the guy from a, from afar. I mean, you think of this guy as just like a genetic freak, which he is as a, as a workaholic. 
But I mean, still, I mean, like his discipline, but still, I mean, he's definitely a lot more opened up too. And I don't know if anyone's got a chance to see yet, but I've watched a little bit. I gotta finish up the series here. It's on ESPN Plus, the puck rule that came out uh, this past Jerry, 20 years officially. And that was the first time that him and Charles Woodson actually got to sit down in a room and like uh, chat, view the tape. I mean, I mean, that, that's cool right there. And the thing is, too, I mean, Brady, he is definitely more engaging. He's definitely a lot more, playing a lot more people in a circle. I mean, to say the least. Uh, so we'll, we'll take a look at that. Uh, I want to hear what you guys uh, think right now. I mean, what are you more uh, excited for? I mean, like Tom Brady, I mean, joining Fox? Or, I mean, or are you guys still having any hopes for Drew Brees coming back, making one more go at it? I'll be honest, Drew Brees, your ship has sailed. I'm not saying he can't make one more good season out of it. But to be honest, I've seen enough. We squeeze, I mean, the, the water out of the sponge, if you ask me. Everything has been squeezed out as best it could, I mean, for his time right now. Again, you guys can follow me on social media. You can definitely follow me on Twitter, at MetasteelCJR, and Instagram, at Metasteel, uh Nation. As we are uh, streaming live right here on this uh, special edition uh one-hour edition here of the Mount Steel uh, podcast. So right now, as uh, mentioned earlier, let's go ahead and get into uh, NFL power rankings right now. Yes. And uh, take a look at it right now. As far as the Pittsburgh Steelers are concerned, I mean, look at them. I mean, on the athletic, they dropped seven spots. They're 22nd on the athletic. They went from 15 to 22nd. Uh, CBS Sports uh, has them dropping down four spots from 17 to 21. And then FL Network, uh, too, has them remaining at the 21 spot. Now, this is coming out of, like, uh, post-free uh, HC and the end of the draft so far, these power rankings. Just give everyone a heads up right now. And of course, on ESPN – you got the Steelers right now at 21st. So their average spot right now is about 21 right now. I mean, they haven't done enough to impress a lot of folks right now, if you ask me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I thought they had a decent, like, uh, free period. I mean, trying to fill some gaps right now. But, I mean, I mean, the biggest thing that's looming the Steelers in the face right now is, I mean, clearly right now, I mean, with Ben Rasberger already hung it up at the end of this past season, I mean, he is definitely he's definitely run off into the sunset. I mean, unfortunately, that was a Super Bowl ring, but I mean, he's out of the picture right now. You got Kevin Colbert, uh, we should be anticipating uh, maybe within a month or so, probably like no later than July, uh, wondering to get like their new uh, GM. I mean, Brad Hull is the recent one who just actually had – uh, second interview uh, with uh, Brandon Hutt right now, pro scouting core there. Uh, that was announced today four hours ago. But, I mean, when you look at it, too, I mean, uh, aside from that, the Steelers, or AFC North competitors, I mean, as far as in the athletics power rankings, I mean, you look at it right now, Ravens and Browns each jumped up seven spots. Ravens went from 17 to 10. Browns were 21 to 14. I mean, more in particular. And as far as like uh, the defending uh, AFC uh, champions, since they uh, Bengals, they dropped down three spots in the athletic rankings. They're uh, fifth. CBS uh, has them um, at six. I mean, dropping four spots. Uh, fourth, uh, according to NFL Network. And then uh, six, according to uh, ESPN. So, I mean, when you really think about it, too, I mean, the Bengals right now, I mean, they signed a couple of few uh, protection for Joe Burrow this season. But to be honest, I'm really starting to feel like right now, I mean, they're, they're around like the fifth spot on average. 
I mean, with all these power rankings that came out one the last week, ESPN just actually released theirs uh, yesterday. But to be honest, with you, I really start to feel like right now, I mean, people are looking at the Bengals as like, like last year was like a fluke, to be honest with you. I mean, I mean, I mean, don't forget though, too. I mean, this team has done a good job uh, maintaining a lot of players right there. I mean, signing some uh, top guys. I mean, don't forget. I mean, you got Mike Hilton. I mean, over a year ago, he's going to be in a second season with the Bengals right now. I mean, you got some decent, phenomenal uh, talent on there. And of course, I mean, on the Bengals too. I mean, Joe Mixon. But, but to be honest, right now, I I just feel like the Bengals right now, it's just still, I think people are waiting for them to come back down to earth. I don't dare say right now, I think they'll be one of the teams that missed the playoffs this year. I mean, there's still a little bit of unknown right now, too. I mean, even like the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, I mean, who's waiting to get like, I mean, his new quarterback deal. I mean, there. I mean, there's still hope that you know who's going to be, for the most part. I mean, he, he is a guy who's wanted a new deal. I mean, he still has not been uh, signed, from from what we could tell. I mean, the guy who's uh, been drafted at the end of the first round in 2018. I mean, still. I mean, the Ravens right there. I mean, they still got their. Uh, Work cut out for them. I mean, for for the most part. I mean, Lamar Jackson right now. I mean, don't get me wrong. He was hurt last year. I believe he had that ankle injury, but still. I mean, he's currently on his fifth year option right now, uh, set to be uh, making a guaranteed base salary of twenty three over twenty three million dollars this year right now. And I, I don't know if right now with the Ravens, if it's just they're just having a meeting in the minds right now. Starting to feel like right now, I mean, when you have this mobile quarterback position, what are the realities that start sinking in? I mean, is is it that mobile quarterback it, it just has its limits, or is it still doable? I personally feel like I mean, right now too. I mean, when you look at I mean Lamar Jackson, what he's been able to do. I mean, who's been a league MVP. I mean, back in uh, 2019, and what he's been able to do. I mean, he's only started 12 games. I mean, he has a winning record in all of his seasons right there. 84 touchdowns and 31 interceptions. The only, the only problem is right now, what is starting to become noticeable is sacks are starting to add up a little bit now. I mean, he's took in his career high, 38 sacks last year. I mean, with the Ravens. I mean, despite having a winning uh, record, and just like Ben Rosberg, too, he had a career high in quarterback, I mean, fourth-quarter comebacks, and game-winning drives were four apiece. I just feel like right now with the Baltimore Ravens, I mean, you got to believe, I mean, they're a team that's looking to come right back on the come-up, not to be uh, ignored, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I mean, look at some of the pitch right there. I mean, what the Ravens did, I mean, in this year's uh, draft, I mean, to say the least. I mean, of course, they're going to be without, like, uh, Hollywood Brown. But still, I mean, I mean, they created uh, Marquise Brown to the Arizona uh, Cardinals. And uh, they received uh, Cardinals' uh, 23rd pick. I mean, in there. But uh, still, I mean, you look at right there. I mean, they got safety, Kyle Hammond, and, and center, Tyler Linderbaum right there. I mean, so, so the Ravens, I mean, are pretty much, I mean, who's very well known for having a good offensive line draft. I mean, still, I mean, you look at some of the other, I mean, pieces they get on here, too. I mean, they had, I mean, in this draft, 11 uh, draft picks. I mean, you also got... Uh, Outside linebacker to David Odrabo. I mean, defense tackle. I mean, Travis uh, Jones. Uh, Daniel Ballet. Uh, tackle out of Minnesota. 
I mean, still, I mean, they, they have pretty, I mean, damn good draft to be asked if you ask me. The only question is right now, I mean, what are you going to do right now? I mean, if you're the Ravens, how much, you know, you're going to be expecting a guy on the receiving end, I mean, for this year. And uh, Mark Andrews, who actually led the team last year with 1,361 yards, nine touchdowns. There's going to be a lot more work on him. I mean, behind him was, of course, Marquise Brown. He's no longer with the Ravens. So, I mean, when, when you look at things right there, it's definitely going to be an interesting uh, offseason as he was with the uh, Cardinals right there with uh, Kyler Murray. Remember, Kyler Murray was not a happy camper. I mean, after, you know, the devastating playoff loss they had against the Rams. I mean, he pretty much got thrown on the bus, if you ask me. But still, I mean, when you look at it like the other teams right now, I mean, let's go to some of those these other power rankings right now. I mean, teams that could be in danger, I mean, missing the playoffs. I mean, when, when you look at it. I mean, uh, basically. I, I, like I said, I definitely feel like the Bengals could definitely be uh, one addition, like uh, not making the playoffs. But I would also like to think, like, too, like the, the team like the Raiders will have a dangerous stretch in December as they not only have to face five out of the six playoff teams with each winning records, they got to face the Chargers, uh, the Rams on the road, and the Steelers on the road on Christmas Eve. And their home games are versus the Chargers, Patriots, Niners, and Chiefs. Five out of six playoff games. I mean, in that foul month, that's me a, a danger right there. I mean, you got a guy like Derek Carr right now, too, who's looking to, like, uh, so the Raiders can still be legit. But, I mean, the Chargers right now, too, you better damn sure believe right now, Chargers who have been gained some steam right now are coming up uh, shy right now. I mean, when you look at it, I mean, they're looking to be the ones to probably make some competition and noise for SoFi Stadium. Seeing the L.A. Rams have won the Super Bowl at home, you got to believe right now, the Chargers right now, they want to join that house, I mean, that Stan Kroenke has uh, built right there with all his uh, millions of dollars right there. I mean, still, I mean, you got to come up with uh, some financial – Financial still, but even still, I mean, I mean, you look at right now the Rams right now. Rams are still in pretty good position, but the Chargers are definitely, I mean, making some noise right now. I mean, you look at like the Chargers right now. I mean, they um, all the power rankings uh, that we've uh, seen them universally across the board, with the exception of the NFL Network, they are seventh in power ranking. Seventh. NFL Network is the only one that's got as uh, low as probably like ninth uh, this year. I mean, and you got to believe right now, I mean, with the Chargers, I mean, who's going to be going in there this season? I mean, when you look at it, I mean, you got Justin Herbert right there. I mean, who's had a winning record finally for the first time, I mean, his uh, career. And arguably has best stats. He threw for over 5,000 yards in the second season, 3-8 touchdowns of 15 picks. Not touchdown reception ratio the year before, but still his touchdowns went up by seven. He only turned the ball over uh, through the air five more uh, times. I mean, and also, too, not far off from his uh, QB rating. I will say this about a guy like Justin Herbert right there, too. I mean, just like Lamar Jackson, you got to be careful with the sacks. I mean, his first two seasons, he's already got got taken uh, taken down for 63 sacks total in the season. I mean, and you look at, like, what the Chargers have been able to do, I mean, as far as, like, you know, the NFL, I mean, draft, I mean, going in this year, I mean, I mean, uh, Mel Kuyper, who's doing a report card with everybody, he's giving the Chargers a B minus. I mean, when you look at it, I mean, they got some good. Uh, I mean, their first pick, I mean, 17th, they drafted Gurn, 
Zion Johnson, uh, Boston College. Uh, very good uh, pickup right there. They also got safety, uh, JT Woods, uh, Baylor. So they drafted two guards uh, in this year's uh, draft. One in the first round, 17th overall. And then they got one late in the sixth round, 195th overall. They got Jamari uh, Saylor, uh, uh, guard out of Georgia. So, I mean, but other than that, though, too, I mean, we look at this draft right here. I mean, for the most part, I mean, it's definitely stocked up, I mean, for the most part, on offense. Other eight uh, draft picks. I mean, and defense. I mean, it was a mix, but still, I, I think right now, I mean, the optimism is uh, building for them right there. And you got the Chiefs right now, who a lot of people are probably thinking they could be a team that could be out of the playoffs. I don't think so just yet. I mean, the Chiefs, they also had to go up against 10 winning teams and eight playoff teams, I mean, for this year. And I, I'm going to make the prediction right now, what's going to happen with the Chiefs? They're not going to win the AFC West, but I do feel like they'll get in as a wild card at 10 and 7. And I think they'll get in like prime at the sixth uh, seed, in my opinion. I'm going to say the sixth seed, not the last seed, but they'll get it at number six at 10 and 7 uh, record in the wild card. I predict the Chargers will be the team that can take that division. Don't dismiss also to the Denver Broncos right now. But still, I mean, like the Chiefs. I mean, when you think about their schedule, too, I mean, let, let's take a look at it right there. I mean, they got a dangerous schedule coming, like, right off the gate. I mean, if you really think about it, too, I mean, I mean, look at this. Got to be on the road at Arizona. I think they should be able to handle that one. Next one's going to be a, a Thursday night game, so less than, like, uh, four days later. You got to play at home versus Chargers. On the road against the Colts, I think that should be a winnable game right there. Colts, I mean, Frank Reich still has a good defense right there. And then they're going to be on the road in Tampa, October 2nd. Uh, they'll be 10 days later after their bye. So, I mean, if, I mean, if you think Eric, no, excuse me, a week after the Colts game, excuse me. I mean, days later after this, they got, they're going to be on the road in Indianapolis. And then on the road against Tampa versus Tom Brady and the Buccaneers right there. Uh, Super Bowl 55 rematch right there. Uh, minus Tariq Hill. So we're going to see how that works out. Then they got to be at home Monday night against the Vegas Raiders. Then Sunday, October 16th against the Buffalo Bills and at San Francisco at the end of October right there. Then they have their bye. I mean, that is going to be a dangerous match, I mean, right there. I think Patrick Mahomes right there. I mean, a lot of teams figure him out. Some people like to look at, like, he is playing up to his personality. I mean, the legacy of Mahomes, where he makes these highlight reel uh, passes right there as elusiveness. But I still got to believe right now, too. I mean, the Chiefs did send a message what they could do, I mean, defensively right now. I mean, defensively, I think they're going to be, I mean, very well okay, if you ask me. I mean, for uh, this season. Because, I mean, when you also look at, too, I mean, I mean, what they got on defense – I mean, for the most part, I mean, still, I mean, it's going to suck without having Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, I mean, who is now with New Orleans uh, Saints. And just, that one's still a shock for me right there. But, I mean, you still look at, like, uh, some of the other players they they had on here, I mean, I mean, going into it. I mean, we'll, we'll find out. But I, I do believe right now, I mean, we – when you look at it, I mean, the Chiefs, I think they're going to be, I mean, just fine uh, for right now. I would like to see how Clyde edwards Hilaire does in his uh, third year right now. I mean, coming out of LSU. But, but still, I think I think the Chiefs are going to be in a, in a good spot. I mean, you still got Travis Kelsey right there. And I would just like to see, I mean, and to be honest with you, too, I think it was just uh, so much. I mean, how much was it like, I mean, for them last year, too, where they just, just had a great, uh, I mean, defensive year that just really kind of angered that team right there. 
I mean, especially when you think about having a uh, former uh, steel on there too. I mean, coming in there, Melvin Ingram. Well, they only had one sack, but still, I mean, he, I mean, he was uh, definitely pivotal against the Steelers when they played uh, around uh, Christmas weekend. But still, I, I feel like for right now, I think the Chiefs are going to be in a good spot. Uh, we'll, we'll see. But, I mean, for right there, too, I think they're going to go, I mean, 10-7. I'm going to say they're going to be one of the teams they will be okay going into the playoffs. They Super Bowl champion Rams, which by far, they have the toughest of strength of schedule, 567. They'll be facing 10 winning and eight playoff teams. Their home openers will be versus Bills and NBC with, uh, some, I mean, 8.15 p.m. Eastern kickoff time. My prediction for the Rams, I think they're going to go 11-6. and six. I think they're going to do just enough to get into the playoffs. I mean, they're a team right there who you could argue just as much as the Chiefs got a dangerous uh, start right there, too. I mean, when you begin with the Buffalo Bills, then you got the Arizona Cardinals about less than two weeks later, and the San Francisco 49ers, both on the road on the 25th and the 3rd. Then you got post the Cowboys right there. So at least, I mean – Four out of your first six games, well, the gate, and you'll be facing winning and playoff teams right there. I just feel like right there, I mean, the sledding right there that could be really, uh, that could really be dangerous for them right there. I'll probably say, if, if anything, where they're going to be a little more put to the test, will probably be at the end of October where they got to face the Niners on the road against Tampa, uh, hosting the Cardinals at New Orleans, at the Chiefs right there. Uh, that month of November is going to be a true, I mean, test for them. I got them going 11-6, I mean, for that year. I'm not predicting they'll win the Super Bowl again, but I do feel like right there, when you got Aaron Todd right there, of course you got Matt Stafford right there. Uh, Cooper Cup, who's arguably one of the best receivers in the game today, you definitely got to believe they're going to be on a whole, they're, they're going to be riding high and still taking care of business. But I think they'll come up just short, I mean, in that aspect. And like I said, the Pittsburgh Steelers open up with their – they're going to be open up with their ninth straight season on the road since 2015 when they'll be playing the Bengals at Paul Brown uh, Stadium. And so let's get into that right now. I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, their they're, uh, schedule for this season, as I just mentioned, I mean – they're a team who's not getting a lot of love in the power rankings. They're in the high 20s right now. But, I mean, when you look at their season right now, I mean, more in particular, too, I mean, as we're uh, taking a look at it, I mean, for this season, they got to play on the road against Cincinnati, home against the Patriots, on the road against uh, Cleveland on September 22nd. And the Jets. So let's go ahead and break these down real quick. I'm going to give you my early uh, outlook right now. I'm going to say, for right now, I'm going to say maybe 9-8 or 8-9 at the early outlook. So let's go ahead and break down some of these games right now. I'm going to give you, like, my win-by-win prediction. Uh, this is not going to be my final win-loss prediction, but I'll give you my final win-loss prediction at the end of uh, the preseason and when they make the roster cuts going into the regular season. So this is not final. This is just for right now. I'm staying 9-8, and eight, but let's go ahead and – Break down where the wins and losses be coming from. First two games, uh, loss. Uh, on the road against Cincinnati, I, I still expect them to struggle a little bit against the Bengals right there, who's had their number I mean, the last few years, has been laying them up offensively. Uh, and unfortunately, I mean, this year's draft, I mean, they did not do enough. I mean, you got to be a little bit better than that. I mean, to, to like pretty much ignore like secondary help. I mean, if you ask me, I mean, that, that's just unacceptable, in my opinion. Uh, and, and to be honest, you know, we'll see what happens here. I mean, uh, they, I mean, DeMarvin Leo, I mean, that's really who you guys really possibly got legit on defense. I mean, defense tackle, Texas A&M, a little bit undersized. I mean, still got a good combine grade, 6.18, but I'm not so sure. Then you also got Mark Robinson right now, who's outside linebacker, I'll bully this. I mean, this. Uh, I'm, I'm not feeling real too comfortable with that when you look at it. So they're going to lose against the Bengals, home opener against the Patriots, 
they're going to lose that. And I do anticipate Mitch Trubisky starting off the season. I was listening to the clip of Joe Show being once again, if we're going to have uh, Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett, unless if Kenny Pickett really lights it up in the preseason uh, games, it really shows that he can run away with that job. But I anticipate it to be uh, Mitch Trubisky starting for right now. I mean, like the thing is right now, they're giving like uh, Trubisky a lot of love feed that this is his job to lose right now. I mean, if you ask me, I mean, it's still an open competition, but they feel like you know it's that he could beat out a rookie, and we'll, we'll find out about that. But anyway, getting back to the schedule, so I got him with a loss against the Bengals, loss against the Patriots. I mean, that could still be a better matchup team. I mean, there's some people who have some optimism for their home opener. I mean, they're 22nd straight opener in Heinz uh, Field. They're going to be on the road against the Browns uh, in First Energy Stadium. Give me a loss in that one. I, I'm going to start them off 0-3. Then they'll, be, they'll get their first win against the Jets on October 2nd. Uh, that will be uh, at Heinz Field. Then they're going to be uh, facing on the road against the Buffalo Bills right there. Give me a loss on that one. Loss against the Bucks. But then at Miami and at Philadelphia, I, I'm because right now, if, you, if you're keeping score uh, right now, I'm at one and six, uh, to, say the, to say the least. I mean, uh, for, for I mean, oh, oh, one and five. Excuse me, one and five. So, lost against the Bengals, lost against the Patriots, lost against the Browns, won against the Jets, uh, lost against the Bills and Bucks. So that's one and five. At Miami, that's gonna be a Sunday night uh, game in Hard Rock Stadium. Give me a win on that one. I, I'll give him a break. We'll go two and five uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they haven't won there in a long time. They haven't won there since the 60s, to be exact. And uh, they easily get murdered uh, in uh, Philadelphia. Not really the most friendliest of times. I mean, playing the Eagles there. I mean, who's definitely owned the Steelers right now at 47-29. and 29. And their uh, last uh, victory on the road there, to be exact, uh, when they won in Philadelphia. Came back in 1965. And this, be, of course, before Chuck Noll came in there, they won that game 20 to 14. They won that game by a touchdown. I mean, the other than that, I mean, it's just uh, dreadful, like I, I just mentioned. So, I'm at, at two and six right now. So, we're going to say that. So, two and six. They're going to be playing home against New Orleans Saints. Give me a win right there against Dallas Allen, the Saints. So that'll be uh, pulling at three and six. Home against uh, Bengals, Heinz Field. Give me four and six. I think they'll split uh, one of the games with Cincinnati. It'll be at home. On the road against the Colts on Monday Night Football. Give me a win on that one. So that'll pull them at five and six. On the road against Atlanta, December 4th, six and six. Uh, home against the Ravens right there. Uh, give me seven and six. Uh, on the road against the uh, Carolina Panthers. I'll say they win that one. So, I mean, yeah, eight and six. They'll lose against the Raiders on, uh, December, on Christmas Eve, I, I think, right there. That's going to be an emotional game, but I'll probably give that one a loss right there. Put them at eight and seven. Uh, eight and eight on the road against Baltimore. And then last but not least against Cleveland with the home game. That's going to be the tournament. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. They'll get a win in that one. So I'm going nine and eight for right now uh, for this season. So nine and eight for this year. And like I said, they're going to be having to face uh, nine winning teams, six playoff teams, I mean, for this year. And a lot of it, too, like I said, it's going to have to be right now. I really feel like 
right now, too. We're going to be really interested to see how Brian Flores right now who's be a linebacker's coach for this team this year. I mean, how much is it that he's going to really help, like, get this team right back on the tracks? I really believe, like, you know, like him, like with uh, Munchak, what he was with the offensive line back in – I forget what it was, like uh, 2013 or whatever it was. Let's uh, take a look. I mean, who uh, who was a coach right now? He came over to the Pittsburgh Steelers beginning in 2014. He was only there for five seasons. So I think it's going to be like that type of impact as far as I'm going to be. They have to get back to forcing, like, uh, taking the ball away, uh, force some turnovers, if you ask me. Let's go ahead and uh, finish this off right now, too, uh, as we uh, looked at uh, in the meanwhile, too. Uh, we also got like the numbers too for uh, this year's uh, Pittsburgh Steelers uh, for his uh, draft picks right now. Uh, we got their uh, numbers announced, uh, which was uh, reported uh, last week. And for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Kay Pickett, uh, we already know he's be wearing number eight this year. George Pickens, he's gonna be uh, wearing fifty-two uh, for the wide receiver. The Marvin Leal. He's going to be having uh, Antonio Brown's number, but on defense as defense tackles. He'll be wearing, oh, excuse me. Can't get number eight. George Pickens at 14. DeMarvin Leo at 98. Right there. As we uh, take a look at this more. I mean, which is an interesting number right there. He's got old Casey Hampton's number right there. I think, uh, Pretty uh, neat right there if you think about that. I mean, I really must have some high thoughts about this guy giving him 98. But, of course, Steelers have got a lot of numbers. Calvin Austin, he is going to be apparently the new Smith Schuster at number 19 this year. Hey, Hayward, uh, Heath Miller's number at 83. Outside linebacker Mark Robinson at 93. And Chris Oladokun. The fourth quarterback on this roster right now, joining the likes of Trubisky and Rudolph. Rudolph probably more than likely would be the odd man out. He is going to be having uh, number five in, uh, this year. And when, when you look at it, those are the numbers right there. So once again, Kenny Piggy is going to be wearing number eight. George Pickens is number 14. Marvin Leal, 98. Kelvin Austin at 19. Mark Hayward at 83. Mark Rouse at 93. And Chris Oladokun. At number five. And uh, right now, I mean, uh, last week the Steelers, they did sign uh, offensive lineman Trent Scott to a one-year uh, deal. They did uh, waive uh, long snapper Rex Felmahera and linebacker Tigre Scales. They also signed a second-round pick wide receiver George Pickens immediately after the first rookie camp. camp a four-year deal, which was estimated to be worth over $6.75 million dollars. After Steelers use the 52nd overall pick on the former Georgia star. He started four off five games on the stretch, having five catches for 107 yards. Uh, missed most of the season with a torn ACL. He suffered in the spring right around this time uh, last year. But, I mean, he was definitely impactful down the stretch for the Georgia Bulldogs national championship run. Uh, the, the only thing is on uh, George Pickens, they're saying he's expected to ex help offset the losses of Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, James Washington and Raymond McLeod, Juju Smith-Schuster, who's with the Chiefs, James Washington went over to the Cowboys, and Raymond McLeod with the Niners. I'm not so sure about that. This be interesting to see, but he said he worked through all the positional drills and showed no effects of that torn ACL, so which is pretty good right there. And just like Heinz Ward, a bulldog right there, I expect some great things out of him, but we'll see. Uh, the one guy, like I said, I'm excited for is Kelvin Austin the third right there, the fastest top five demon in the FO combine right here. I mean, when you look at I me, mean, that guy would be really excited for see how he does. I imagine he's a star in special teams. Well, 5'8", 5'9", he plays slot. It can put outside as a wideout, but start him off as a slot and special teams. And this past Monday, Brooke Pryor also mentioned the Steelers side four players. Arizona Cardinals, Trevor Mason, uh, South Car Carolina quarterback, uh, Carlins Platel. Wake Forest kicker, 
Nick Skeeball, and East Carolina receiver Tyler Sneed. To make room on the roster, the Steelers have waived Rico Bussey, wide receiver Rico Bussey, kicker Sam Sloman, a terminated vested veteran linebacker John Simon, waived and injured defense back Bryce Watts. So, like I said, let's go ahead and get into, like, the Steelers' uh, GM candidacies right now, uh, just to wrap things up here. Uh, Doug Whaley uh, right now, I mean, he was definitely the third candidate. We see the second interview for the GM vacancy. Of course, now Omar Hunt and Pat, I mean, Omar Khan and Brandon Hunt right now. Uh, and to be honest with you, too, both interestingly enough, though, too, Khan, he's completed an interview with the Bears and Bills and assistant GM, also the Brandon Hunt. Now, Whaley an interesting one, too. He is a native Upper St. Clair, played collegially at Pittsburgh for joining Steelers scouting department in 1999 under Tom Donahoe. He remained with the Steelers at Cobra was hired in 2000, staying with the team until being hired assistant general manager of the Bills in 2010, eventually moving to G- GM in 2013. And, uh, I mean, Kevin Colbert is hoping to have, like, a similar role to, like, what Bill Nunn did, being somewhat of an assistant, like, in some sort of role I mean, with the team, even though he may not be there in day-to-day uh, operations, but still, I mean, he's looking at it right now. I mean, where he can still be a valued uh, asset in that uh, candidate. As far as Doug Whale, I'd have to pass on him. I'm not so sure about him. I mean, don't get me wrong. He just has some very good, like, uh, ideas and thoughts as far as, like, what the Steelers should be doing, like, with uh, guaranteed money again on the program. But this is a guy right here who, I mean, with his stint Buffalo, he's had all losing s- seasons with the exception of one, which was back in 2014 where the Bills went uh, nine and seven right there, did not make the playoffs. I don't know, I'm not sure if I would want him. But, I mean, some other guys here on this list, though, too, that get uh, interesting right now, too. We heard about Andy Weil right now, who's been having a – Point four year career who assisted to like Tom Donahoe back at the end of the uh, Towers run, but he is more noble too for being around with the Super Bowl champion uh, Baltimore Ravens back in 2012, director of football admins right there, where they finished out the year 10 and 6, uh, winning the Super Bowl uh, that year, Ray Lewis's final year right there. I mean, he'd be an interesting candidate. And then, to be honest with you, too, I mean, some other guys you look at right here, Lewis Riddick, he's going to be staying on with ESPN, so his name is out of the pitch right there. I would imagine what's going to happen right now, too. I mean, you also got John Spitek, uh, who's uh, currently with the Buccaneers right there. I mean, no stranger to uh, developing Super Bowls. He has two on his resume as a national scout with the Broncos back in 2015. And, of course, director and vice president player personnel with the Bucks back in 2020. But with the Bucks right now, looking to advance as a GM. I mean, he's another good candidate, but I'll be honest right now. I mean, when you look at the candidates right here on this list, and I know they haven't been, I mean, they've been taking their time, but I just think they're going to cut down That's a very grand hunt, in my opinion. I'm not sure about Omar Khan. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, Omar Khan has been here, I mean, ridiculously for a long time. I mean, he's been here since, I mean, like what, like 2001? I mean, 21 seasons right there. I mean, he's done a phenomenal job with uh, making good contract deals, but as far as being the push with GM, I'm not so sure. But like I said, that's be my prediction right there. I think the Steelers will keep it in-house right now. I'm going to say Brandon Hunt's going to be the guy, and that's going to do it for this one-hour edition here on the Mount Steel Podcast. I want to say thank you to those of you for tuning in. Brian DeArrow, I have not forgotten about you. Sorry, my man. I will stay in touch. I uh, promise. But other than that, uh, feel free to keep it here. I'll try and uh, keep up, try to do something at least once a week right now during the offseason. We'll be heating up again once it gets closer to like training camp and preseason. I'll try to go back to a two-day-a-week schedule on Mondays and Wednesdays. Schedule's just definitely been crazy. But I want to just, just thank for all the followers right there and for all people uh, still checking me out on social media and following the Pittsburgh Steelers as we like to do. Don't always leave it. Don't be trolling. Be rolling. Here we go. I got it.